This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Odar, Min, and JR. Hello, and welcome back to this new episode of our podcast. Today, we will be talking about the group D-Base. This is a follow-up to our episode on Deuce. As you might remember from that episode, Lee do produced a group a few years after he started solo activities. As D-Base is a group that has a lot of connections, we called in our friend Serin to help with this. 오랜만입니다. 안녕하세요, 여러분. 세린입니다. It's good to be back. I have been so excited to return since my last episode. We're really excited to have you join us again on the podcast, as you've been working with us a lot behind the scenes this year. So, since you did all of the research and writing for this episode, why don't you start us off with explaining who D-Base is? Sure. So, who is D-Base? D-Base was a five-member boy group that was active from 2001 to 2012. They are best known for being the group that was produced by Lee Hyun-do, also known as Dio, one half of the legendary hip-hop group Deuce. I thought that introducing D-Base would be a good way to continue the duo's story, as well as to recommend yet another highly underrated group from the first-gen K-pop scene. The group's name has a very interesting origin. It was coined by Hyundo himself. So D-Base has two meanings. First of all, it stands for Divine Birth of Ace, although the D can represent other meanings such as D-O, Deuce, or even Dream. As for the second meaning, the name consists of the alphabets A, B, C, D, and E. So D-Base's goal was to make their music the fundamentals, or the bass, of Korean mainstream music, just like how ABCDE forms the first five letters of the alphabet. D-Base debuted under Dio production, although they experienced two label changes after that, which we'll go into detail about later. During their time together, they released two full albums, as well as two mini-albums, one single and one unit release. Their fandom name was Ford D-Base, and their fan color was pearl pink, stylized with their signature logo, and alphabet D in this fancy font. The members of D-Base are Hwanho, Suan, Jed, Jihoon, and Hyunjun. To introduce them, I'll go in order of their addition to the group. But before I start, here's a little fun fact that Dio mentioned in an interview. He never allotted distinct positions for each member. He trained all of the members equally to sing, dance, and rap. The quote-unquote positions just became distinguished because each member was better at one thing over another. Another thing with this is that there is no specific quote-unquote face of the group, which is a stark contrast to how many idol groups tend to have one or two specific members who get the spotlight for their good looks. Hwanho was often described as the main vocalist of the group, as he would be in charge of the hook and most of the higher notes. He was aspiring to become a singer, so he applied for an audition Dio was hosting and submitted a videotape of himself singing and dancing. Dio saw it, flew straight back to Korea, met Hwanho in person, and chose him as the group's first member. Hwanho was also in Dio's dance team during his training period, having participated in the performances of Pukpung You Got the Funk. Suwon was one of the rappers, although he did provide some of the vocals on Sangcho, which, if you'll remember, is a great song that intros in with Sungjae. Yep. It's so good. And also, there is a Sangcho on the first D-Bass album, and it does have Sungjae's vocals still on the intro, which, very sweet touch, he will do anything for Sungjae. Before debuting, Suwon had a brief modeling career. One day, Dio was on a roadcasting hunt in Apgujong when he spotted a fashionably dressed Suwon walking past. 
He asked Suwon if he was interested in becoming a singer. Deuce happened to be one of Suwon's favorite musical idols, so he immediately said yes. Although to be fair, I think that that's how a lot of people would feel. Like if someone from a group that you idolize came to you and went, hey, would you like to be a singer? Yes, I would. The leader and main rapper was Jed. His story can get a little more complicated than the others, but bear with me. Jed was the eldest son from a Korean-American immigrant family that had settled in Georgia. Jed came to Korea for a vacation and was working as a part-time English tutor when the director of a record label suggested he learn how to sing and rap. Jed took music lessons and mastered the art of rap in only two days. This led him to providing guest features for various artists such as Youngpa, Um Jung-hwa, and Park Ji-yoon. Jed later met Dio through a mutual acquaintance. Dio initially invited him to record a few verses for his third album, Perfect Hip Hop. However, as the initial lineup of D-Bass underwent changes and Jed became friends with the other members in the process, Dio added Jed as the third member of D-Bass. Jed later recalled that this caused a huge rift with his family, who didn't approve of his decision to drop out of a prestigious university and forgo a degree in medicine. His father cut off all financial support and refused to speak to him for four years, but Jed was adamant to become, in his words, the puff daddy of Korea. A little side note is that when I was working on this document, I asked Odar if Jed's accent sounded somewhat American. Oh yeah. I personally thought that his accent was pretty Southern sounding, but Odar didn't agree with me. <laughs> he does not sound Southern at all. Like, to me it does. So what I found on just social media is that he listed his hometown, so to say, as Kennesaw, Georgia. So I didn't realize that until I actually tracked it down. But even before I figured it out, I thought his American accent sounded very different from my own. Like, JR will know, but I grew up in Chicago for a while. So my accent is very, like, much Midwest influenced. and. Mm. Yep, Midwest represent. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the articulations he uses is very uh, reminiscent of the characteristics of Southern American accents, like at least what I think. But the thing is, when I did a bit of research when Odar asked me, he, I couldn't find a lot of info on where he actually grew up in. Like, I found one news report saying he was admitted to Michigan University. Another listed a university from a completely different area. And then the final report I found was about him getting transferred to a university in Georgia. And so, like, the road to finding out where he was from was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, Odar was saying, okay, those three universities are all in different cities, and it really doesn't help with finding out what his asset is supposed to be. <laughs> it also might have been, by the time that we heard him on music, that he'd been in Korea for so long that his accent had changed. Because if you move from one place to another where people talk differently, you will pick it up, and it does change how you talk. Definitely. I think I've kind of experienced the same thing because like I lived in Chicago for two and a half years and then I went to Hong Kong and studied at a British International University. So I was exposed to a lot of British English. Oh, good point. Yeah, then I lived in Australia for one year and it, when I was an adult. So I picked up their lingo a little bit. Like nowadays, I can imagine speaking in a different accent, but when I say it, I can't really do it. Like, I mean, I used to have this habit of um, mimicking someone else's accent when I was talking to them in all sorts of accents except for British and Australian. I know it's kind of funny, but 
is getting a lot harder to do the same nowadays. I digressed. <laughs> yeah, now that we've digressed. <laughs> now that we've gone off track, let's talk about Jihoon, who is considered the main dancer of the group. He grew up poor in Wonju, Gangwangdo. He said he moved nearly 30 times during childhood but thought it was a normal experience for everyone. Having a huge interest in dancing, he participated in numerous national dance competitions and won many of them, which prompted him to move to Seoul to pursue his passion. There he met Hyondo and became a dancer in Poje, which we briefly mentioned in the Deuce episode, and if you're wondering why was I listing all the names of the dancers, it was because he was not a part of it even though he later entered the dance team. And important to mention them as they were Dio's own dance team. However, he actually participated as one of the backup dancers for Dio's song, Pirio. When Hyondo offered him a spot in the team, Jihoon accepted. DeBase now had an all-rounder who could do a bit of everything. And by now, the group had a pretty solid lineup, but Dio felt like they lacked something. The cute member. He asked Jihoon if he had anyone to recommend as the fifth member. Jihoon's thoughts immediately settled on Hyunjun, who was his friend since middle school. Back then, Hyunjun was close to joining KYT when the trio had a vacancy. Jihoon snatched Hyunjun right before he could negotiate his contract and introduced him to Hyundo. Another fun fact is that the member who joined KYT in place of Hyunjun was revealed to be Kim Jong-min, who is still in the group. Apparently, Hyunjun regretted his decision for a while after he debuted, which is understandable. <laughs> but there are more details to the group's formation as they gave a proper sneak peek to the public before their official debut. Dio had been preparing to debut the boy group since 1998. The group was first introduced to the general public when Dio announced that he was producing a boy group named D-Bass, and the group will be featured on his third album, Perfect Hip Hop, in early 2000. The pre-debut lineup consisted only of Suwon, Kwanho, and a third member called Jinwon. Meanwhile, Jed was preparing for his underground debut separately as a solo rapper. However, Jinwon left the roster before the album was released. It's said that he left due to musical differences, but some people claim that Dio kicked him out because he caught Jinwon doing drugs and it was the one thing Dio, who was still struggling with Sungjae's death, couldn't condone. Because Jinwon was featured on nearly half of the album, Dio only replaced his verse with Jed's on the title track Piero. Jinwon later moved to YG Entertainment and debuted under the alias of Masta Wu. D-Bass and Jed were credited separately on Piero. Suan, Juanho, and Jed all joined Dio for the performances. Jihoon, as mentioned above, was also present as one of the dancers of Poja. Jed additionally participated in one of the B-sides, Hip Hop. After the promo ended, Jed, Jihoon, and Hyunjun subsequently joined the team. The spelling of the group's name was also altered into D period bass right before their official debut in 2001. Yeah, so I was actually quite intrigued about the different spelling because like the original D bass with B A S E sounded cool enough, but then they had to stylize it with the C. Seems unnecessary, mm -hmm. but I guess it works. <laughs> Their first introduction to the public was Biero. It's a funky hip hop song that starts with a brief sample of the Biero laughs at us by Kim Won Sun, hence the title Biero. As the beat changes, the four men rap about self-reflection as they compare themselves to a clown, reminisce on their rise and fall, and ultimately urge the listener to break their own cycle of depression and start afresh. So a little explanation is that the word Biero is supposed to be the French word for a clown. And the original song that Biero laughs at us is also singing about how the protagonist would rather prefer a clown who knows what real sadness is and what real laughter is. 
But I digress. The second verse is often remembered for its rhyme structure that makes use of every hunger consonant in its consecutive order. For example, 이겼어, 지녔어, 됐어, 버렸어, 맞어, etc. The music video shows Dio, D-Bass, and Jet rapping in various backgrounds, a parking lot, a club, a secluded room, etc. A clown appears frequently throughout the scenes, consistent with the enlightenment it provides to the lyrics. Biero was promoted throughout February and March 2000. D-Bass officially debuted a year later, on April 24th, 2001, on Mnet's show King M. Their first album, D-Bass Volume 1, was released under Dio production. The songs are heavily influenced by 90s hip-hop and New Jack Swing, just like Deuce's own discography and many songs Dio wrote or produced for other artists. One of the b-sides, Scar, is a remake of Deuce's song by the same name, while I'll Tell You interpolates Dio's Storm. Love is a common theme throughout the tracks, although some songs discuss topics of hope, freedom, and the meaning of life. Their debut song was Everything to You, Modun Kosil Noe Ge, a funky hip-hop song that basically has produced by Dio written all over it, with elements of 90s New Jack Swing. The lyrics are written from a man's perspective, declaring his love for his significant other, and that he would sacrifice everything, even his future, for her. The music video depicts the members exiting a trailer vehicle, with interspersed cuts of them tinkering with vehicles in a car shop, which is possibly an ode to Sungjae's music video for As I Told You, while the members are singing in vintage cars and dancing. They then head to a slightly more futuristic room where they finish dancing. The live performances of Everything to You were energetic and highlighted Jihoon's powerful dance break and Jed's low-pitched raps. DeBase promoted the song for roughly four to five months, from late April to early September. This proved the song's rave popularity since most singers would have wrapped up their promotions within three months. The follow-up track, One, is slightly more somber sounding than the upbeat title track. An interesting detail is the use of the triple entendre in its title and lyrics. One refers to the one person they want, wanhada in Korean, and how they walk around in circles, also one in Korean, because they're hesitant to approach them. In contrast to their lengthy title promo, one was sung only once or twice per music show, over a period of one and a half months. 2001 was a busy year for D-Base. First, the group became the main model for an ice cream brand called Metacone. They also hosted KMTV's show, Music Tank, until the end of February. Each member appeared on various variety shows, with Jihoon receiving some spotlight for his athleticism on the sports variety show, Dream Team. But the pinnacle of their promotion was them winning the Best New Group Award at the 2001 KMTV Korean Music Awards. They performed a medley of Everything to You and won. So I guess you can say D-Bass's debut started and ended with a bang. But as they say, life doesn't always go the way that we want. Dio has signed a contract with Rafaelson Music to see expansion into the US market leaving him with less time to focus on D-Bass's new album. So, he decided to delegate D-Bass's management to Pan Entertainment, which was also the label Psy and solo artist Lee Jonghyun were under back then. However, some 4 D-Bass's speculate that Pan Entertainment CEO had a falling out with Dio. The reason being, despite having Hyundo write 10 out of the 14 tracks, neither of the finalized promotion songs were his songs. The members and most of the fans had voted for the Dio-produced What, 
to be the title song. However, the label ultimately settled on Go. Not only that, the album's release got pushed back for nearly two months. The sophomore album, The Return, was finally released in August 2003. Compared to their previous release, The Return incorporates less New Jack Swing and more club-friendly dance pop. Without Dio's creative control, the album shows less cohesion in regards to its overall sound and direction. The title track, Go, marks a departure from the group's hip-hop roots and jumps right into the trend of slick, dancey synth-pop in the style of The Neptunes, Danja, and Paolo de Don. The lyrics are just about a man flirting with a woman the protagonist first met in a club. The music video may remind some people of If by Janet Jackson. It starts with an English-speaking man standing by a gate, demanding to enter a secret hideout. He has to say the code word to enter the underground club. D-Bass can be seen dancing interspersed with scenes of people dancing provocatively and women flirting with men. The video ends with a woman dropping a chain with D-Bass's capital D logo. The follow-up song was Lover, produced by their labelmate Psy. Lover is a softer and warmer song that was perfect for promotions in winter. It's a song about a guy who is starting to feel more distant from his long-term girlfriend. But despite the constant fights, he doesn't want to break up and believes that love and affection will eventually mend the relationship. The song was included as a soundtrack for a Korean comedy film titled The Greatest Expectation. The music video for Lover is even composed of excerpts from this movie. Though this song might not be for everyone, the performances are fun to watch. The members would dress in tweed jackets and fedoras while using canes as stage props, and do cute goofy dances. If Everything to You and Go were about emphasizing the members' dances and stage presence, Lover is about showcasing their storytelling abilities through the lyrics and how they interact on stage with their backup dancers. Despite the setbacks, DeBay still stayed busy for the entire latter half of 2003. On June 22, 2003, they held a fan meet where they performed some of their new songs for the first time and answered questions provided by their fans. They also appeared on Chohom Sami Hyunjung, Experience Field Work of Life, a Korean variety show where celebrities work odd jobs for the day and donate the money they earned. DeBase went to Jeju-do to help a fisherman's crew catch Yellowtail. DeBase also recorded the intro for the soundtrack for Komiho Weijon, Bounce, in 2004, and would be interviewed by celebrity magazines until February. So sometime after they wrapped up their second album promotions, the members appeared on a cable news and announced that they would be releasing their third album. The group was planning to return as a quartet since Suan had Alyssa in the military. Their comeback was scheduled to be around early February 2005. Photos of the members preparing for their comeback surfaced on social media. However, the promotion was shelved for unknown reasons. The album turned out to be a mini-album consisting of four songs but was never officially released, and only a handful of promotional CDs were given out to people in the industry. By the way, I tried so hard to find the CD but nothing surfaced. So unfortunately, the explanation for this album will be very short. Despite the cancelled comeback, D-Bass still stayed close with their mentor and performed Biero with Dio at his concert in January 2005. The confirmed title track was Like a Flower, Kotchorom. Unfortunately, none of the songs from the EP are available for listening, so we're unable to provide a breakdown on the individual tracks. 
However, Like a Flower was later given to a singer named Peter in 2008 who debuted under the same company, Pan Entertainment. His version exists in two versions, one featuring, guess who, Jed, and the other featuring Easy of Babybox. Interestingly, it's very different from D-Bass's previous releases. But it's a bop. I will say, I have listened to it. <laughs> nice. Doesn't sound like it would be a D-Bass thing, except for like when Jed is on there. It's like, okay, I could see how it could be D-Bass, but I think it's better not as D-Bass. Yeah, it's a very side-like song. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, like the song side produced, I don't think I really enjoyed a lot of them. I think that might be why I didn't enjoy Lover. Like, the sound is so clearly side. I don't really picture D-Bass actually singing it. And just like that, D-Bass went on a lengthy hiatus. Suan decided to venture into acting after his military discharge. While Hyunjin joined a different company in 2006 and became the host of Eminet's live show Hello Chat, Jed stayed in the industry doing guest features for even more artists such as Kilgun or Gavi NJ before having a moderate breakthrough as a solo artist in 2007 with Lost in the Forest of Love, featuring the legendary multi-entertainment Im Changjun. During this time, Ihon and Hwanho were struggling financially, physically, and mentally. During the four and a half years of their hiatus, Ihun worked odd jobs, from construction work to handing out flyers. Both of Wanho's parents passed away before he could even graduate middle school, and he became the sole caretaker of his younger brother. During their hiatus, Wanho worked as a driver for hire to support the family, the stress of which eventually led him to suffer from gastroenteritis and a panic disorder. As a result, he had to receive counseling and medical help for three years. However, their hardships didn't discourage them from following their dreams, and despite the financial setbacks, Ihun took music production lessons from another producer. Hwanho came up with the idea to reunite as a trans-electronica duo, creating music similar to Lexi's Above the Sky. They started formulating their plans in 2006, and both members collaborated with Kim Dong-wan of Shinwa the next year when they were featured on one of his b-sides. It appears that this collaboration prompted them to join the label Dong-wan was under. The duo's hard work paid off when they finally released their mini-album in 2008. Their former label mate and collaborator Sai joined forces once again with them when Sai helped to write, produce, and feature on the title track for this album, Somebody, marking the rebirth of Debase. Somebody is an up-tempo, nightclub-friendly track that jumps right into the electronica bandwagon of the mid-to-late 2000s. The song is definitely an earworm, although opinions may differ on whether it can be called a bop. The title explains the lyrical content of the protagonist who just wants somebody to love, but more of a casual hookup than a serious relationship. The music video is somewhat reminiscent of Clone's first love video, which is a wild whirlwind of glow-in-the-dark outfits and fluorescent lights illuminating a dark room. The long-awaited comeback proved to be rewarding, if not successful. First of all, D-Base started their OTA, or Terrestrial TV, promotion on February 17, 2008, when they appeared on Inkigayo. After the performance, D-Base briefly became the most frequently searched keyword on the Korean search sites. The duo also did a news interview and appeared on a radio segment where they shared the aforementioned hardships during their hiatus. The host of the radio show, MC Mo, was seen pausing between his skirt, trying not to cry. 
On the March 2nd episode of Inkigail, Hichara Super Jr. gave Dibes a shout out by mentioning that one of the members was his high school sanbei and reenacted their shuffle dance. A week later, Jihoon confirmed that Hichara was the first to inform him of their academic ties and returned the favor by sending him a message of support. D-Base's duo days turned out to be short-lived when Jed returned to his team after his successful solo debut. D-Base, now a trio, went straight to work to record more music. Their second mini-album, Season 3, was digitally released two years later, produced by all three members, and symbolized the process of the group finding its musical individuality. The release also served as a thank-you present dedicated to their fans for patiently waiting for their comeback. The title song of this mini-album is Actually, featuring E.G. He of Sharp, who Jed had previously collaborated with. The song is highlighted by Jed's captivating rap and Ji He's unique voice. On May 9th, 2012, D-Base attempted yet another venture by forming a new unit called Freaks. Spelled freak with an extra X on the end, but it's pronounced Freaks. While the trio lineup stayed the same, the unit sought changes in their musical genres, which marked another fresh start. Freaks released one digital single, Together. Unlike the previous songs that were based in electronic music, Together is more acoustic and soothing. As one featured on the single and Noh Minyuk of Click P participated in the guitar session. The lyrics almost seem like a message to their fans. Although they didn't get to see each other after the breakup, and neither have quite gotten over it, one can reassure the other that they will always be together in heart, even when they're apart. The album introduction of Freaks single teased that their comeback would be a collaboration with DJ Doc. On August 14, 2012, three months after the launch of Freaks, the members released what became the last project recorded under the name of D-Bass. The title track, Yo DJ, features Lee Hanu of DJ Doc. Just like the previous post-reunion releases, this electronic song was produced by Jihoon. However, this song is less Club Can't Handle Me Madness and sounds somewhat reserved. Lee Hanu is a controversial figure in the industry, which we kind of mentioned in the Baby Vox episode, but it can't be denied how much fun he adds to this song. The protagonist nevertheless still sings about dancing and asks the DJ not to stop the music. So now that we've gone through D-Base's discography, you might have one question. Why did D-Base, a group that was created by one of the most legendary rappers and producers of Korean music, a group that released consistent bop after bop and had great potential, have to go through such long hiatuses? Well, until 2012, the members gave contradictory answers to whether the group was on a hiatus or had effectively disbanded. In some interviews, they specifically said they had disbanded and reunited, while in others, they used the more vague terms of seized activities. Some reports even gave different answers regarding the reason behind them going separate ways. On this podcast, we'll provide several possible theories. So, according to D-Base, although their first two albums turned out to be moderately successful, the sales and chart performance were not as good as the labels and producers expected. Because of this, their CEO suggested they switch genres and release something more up-tempo and club-oriented. After a lengthy decision, the members refused, saying that they wanted to maintain their swag and amicably parted ways. Ironically enough, D-Base fully transitioned to electronica in their later years, which is basically the genres the CEO tried to get them to switch to. 
To be fair, although their subsequent releases kept the group running until 2012, they definitely weren't as successful as their hip-hop-oriented albums. The biggest cause of the confusion comes from their labels, because they never officially announced whether D-Base had disbanded or not. The members left on amicable terms, but as time went on, they started feeling guilty about not notifying their fans properly about their split. They eventually got to thank and apologize to their fans in 2018, when they had their big reunion. So, what were the members up to after their hiatus? Jed, as mentioned above, kept recording music as a solo artist and guest rapper, both during and after his career in D-Base. Seren added a blog listing some of his guest appearances on the information list, so if you're curious, check out our script after listening to the full podcast. His debut song, Lost in the Forest of Love, or Sarange Supeso Gator Ilta, featuring Im Chang Jung, became a popular Psyworld BGM and also went semi-viral after the two appeared on Yoon Do Hyun's Love Letter. His latest guest appearance was on Im Chang Jung's 12th album in 2014, Bonea Heserka. Later on, he became a father when he had a son. He also launched a handbag brand named Mulder, which ran until April 2020. That's kind of fun. Jihoon, meanwhile, appeared in the music video of Kim Dong-wan's Handkerchief. He first ventured into music production when he wrote Sarangi Ranenge for Hena in 2008. He later produced the boy group Focus and girl group Crayon Pop. He also became one half of the producer duo Dumb and Dumber and producer team 409 MHz, writing producing songs for other artists such as Huang Chiol, Dong Han of JBJ, and MAP6. Suan left the lineup of D-Base after his military discharge and announced that he would transition to acting, but his acting career was fruitless. He got married to a flight attendant in 2008 and currently has two children. As of 2018, he was the executive manager of a shoe brand called Shoe Plan. Juanjo retired, became a company employee, and got married. There's a video from his wedding where he joins his bandmates in singing Lover. That's so cute. Yep. As for Hyunjun, as mentioned above, he signed to another label in 2006 and became the host of a music show. He also announced that he would start his career in acting, although it didn't quite pan out. In 2008, he re under the stage name of Sege World as the leader of the boy group Smash. The group was best known for being produced by Tony On of H.O.T. Together, Tony and Smash's Get Your Swag On became a memorable moment for fans. Hyunjun was also featured on Kim Jun Sun's Call On Me and Tony's Beautiful Girl. However, on March 31, 2015, Tony officially announced that Smash had disbanded. Later on, Hyunjun became a certified flavor tea sommelier who makes and sells homemade flower teas, cordials, etc., which is a profession he has maintained as of 2022. You may have noticed that we mentioned what most of the five members were up to in 2018, just like the K-pop episode from last year. And guess what? D-Base also appeared on Sugar Man Season 2 on February 11th, 2018, which was only two weeks after K-pop's appearance on the show. The group was summoned to perform their debut song, Everything to You. A fun tidbit about their performance is that the showman, or cover artist was Icon, which is a group that was produced under YG Entertainment. Suan mentioned that Hyundo had this sort of rivalry against Hyun Young Suk, so he instructed the D-Base members that if they ever ran into Hyun Suk in the broadcasting stations, they could not greet him nor look him straight in the eye. And because of this, Suhan was perplexed by the show's choice to have Icon cover their song. It's also important to note that at the time of D-Base, 
YG Entertainment also had an active hip-hop boy group known as One Time. But it seems like their rivalry was more between their producers, who were also kind of friends, frenemies, who knows, rather than the groups themselves being rivals, which is a nice change. Unfortunately, not all the members could appear on Sugarman, as Wonho was absent due to an overseas business trip that coincided with the filming date. The other four members shared updates on their current lives, with Hyunjin's career as a flower tea sommelier receiving the most attention. He even bought a few samples of his tea as a gift to the host for the guest artists to sample, which is really cute. During the show, an old photo shoot of the members' topless resurfaced with Jesuk making fun of how Jed hid his abs from standing behind Jihoon. Jed claimed that the photographer made him stand back. Jihoon recalled that flower boys were the budding trend back then, and it was rare for boy groups to exercise, get buff, and show off their muscles like they did. They performed a mashup of the title and follow-up song from their second album, Lover and Go. They even handed out roses to the audience during the Lover performance. During the episode, they disclosed the reason behind their split and officially announced their disbandment. Quote, D-Base officially declares its disbandment circa midnight on February 11th, 2018. Unquote. So, what is D-Base's legacy? It started with Hyundo's attempt to revive the hip-hop sounds he and Sungjae would have sought for, but in the form of a boy group. Although the group's success was short-lived, their first album proved to be a huge inspiration for fans and listeners who were missing out on the more, quote, authentic, unquote, sounding hip-hop. Jed recalled that their fellow boy groups envied them for being able to record hip-hop music, a genre that other idol groups didn't really have the freedom to venture into. Top, former member of Big Bang, mentioned in 2008 that he was a huge fan of D-Base when he was in elementary school, while one member of TVSQ, unfortunately we don't know which member, personally told Hyunjun that he had bought two of D-Base's albums. And finally, in 2020, Everything To You was covered by Jay Park almost 20 years after its release. To wrap up, some fans believe that they might have met a different fate if they had debuted a year earlier, since the years from 2001 to 2004 were a dark period for boy groups, and Hyundo wouldn't have been as busy. However, D-Base did leave quite a unique imprint in the history of K-pop boy groups. The early 2000s was an era of transition, where the first rivalries such as HT versus Jackies were starting to crumble, Shinwa and G.O.D. were starting to reign as kings, and rookie boy groups just couldn't make it as big as their sunbays. D-Base was one of the few who, despite being unable to challenge the domination of their predecessors and the industry being challenged by the introduction of free mp3 files, managed to survive several more years and release two full albums and a handful of EPs or singles. And to achieve all of that with the genre of hip-hop and New Jack Swing, which was turning even more niche, that's impressive. There are countless groups that come and go without barely getting noticed by the public. To become a one-hit wonder whose signature hit gets remembered and even covered 20 years later, in our opinion, is a huge feat and an honorable legacy by itself. Before we go, we just wanted to thank Seden for joining us. She was the one to suggest this episode, do all of the research, and all of the writing for this. Speaking for all the sunbays, we just want to say that we're very proud of her and look forward to what she brings us in the future. Thank you. It's an honor. Yes. But that's it for today. JR, take it away. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSunbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on November 19th, 2023. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Tell me, Annyeong.